Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows everything there is to know, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. What's up, man? How's it going? We got a lot to talk about today. The first up, Apparently. and I wanted everyone to know, you should know by now, Tucker Carlson's out at Fox News. Everyone knows. Well, they don't know that I turned down the offer Did. to replace him because I care so much about the people at Good Morning Liberty. We, so, we appreciate that. When, uh, yeah. when they called, I was like, I'm not even going to take this call because I know what this is about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just can't do it. I can't leave my friends. Plus, you heard they were going to pay you a little bit less than what they were paying Tucker, which is just not fair. Yeah, which I thought was completely it's discriminatory, it's, honestly. Exactly. Uh, against your height, mm-hmm. I think, and hair I, color. So I agree. The, the biggest news we're jumping right into is that Tucker Carlson is out of Fox News. Not that this is insanely important for all of us, but this is a big deal. He's like the biggest dude in news, okay? Fox News dominates everyone, and it has an awful lot to do with Tucker Carlson. And they just settled this Dominion lawsuit thing, uh, not last, I think the end of the week before uh, last. So that was a lot of money, $787 million. And from what we're reading, this has to do with private messages that came out uh, that where Tucker Carlson was talking about the management or ownership of Fox News, you said, Chuck? Yeah, yeah upper management of Fox News. If he would have just been using the Converso app. <laughs> True. It would have never gotten out. That we wouldn't be looking at screenshots of people's right. private messages, which which I was going through. The, the Washington Post is the one that mentioned this had to do with things he said about upper-level people at Fox, and they linked to this article. And all of the screenshots in this article were about uh, were things that he was saying about Trump and uh, things where he was alluding to they didn't want to talk about the election anymore. Uh, stuff like that. Not so much about the management. So I haven't found those things yet. And like Charlie said, I mean, this kind of thing wouldn't even be possible if they were using Converso to talk back and forth. Uh, so you can find that link in the show notes. Now, Tucker being out, of course, is being essentially hailed as a win because of it. he is the the head of the right-wing disinformation machine. And so this, I guess, is a win, him getting maybe kicked out, him deciding to leave. They say it was amicable. Uh, I I highly doubt that it was entirely amicable. The other thing that we just found out, thanks to the, uh, thanks to, who was it that said Magoo, I think was the first one to bring it up. Thanks to the Fed Haters Club. In the Fed Haters Club, is that Don Lemon also got fired today, uh, just very, very recently, like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. N- now, now Nate took that phone call. Yes, because he was like, "I would love to work for CNN. That's my favorite mm-hmm. favorite place." That's exactly what yeah. I said. Now, I since Tucker is in here, but don't worry, I convinced him to stay with <laughs> us. Okay, since Tucker is in here, I feel like it's my job to float a conspiracy theory. And my theory is uh, this has been in the works for a bit. I've heard a lot of stuff going on with with Don Lemon and accusations that people have made. He's not a great guy to work with. Um, he's, he's kind of a bully and they decide to fire him today, right after the news comes out that Tucker Carlson gets fired, who is the biggest name in news. Charlie, do you think 
that they decided to fire Don Lemon to shield all of the news machine from just talking about Don Lemon getting fired because it's more than likely just going to be all about Tucker Carlson for the next few days. I would say that maybe has some potential. You think? They, it was an opportune time. Mm-hmm. So. Huh? I, I, I see that as very possible. The truth is, I have no idea. Well, no, we have no idea. I'm floating yeah. but my own conspiracy theory. Speculation, I think that's certainly a possibility. Yeah, it's definitely what happened, uh, for sure. <laughs> Come on, you're telling me they were planning on firing Don Lemon today specifically, uh, and it just so happened that it's announced that Tucker Carlson is out? I mean, it makes, it makes sense that they would do it to shield themselves Knowing that Tucker Carlson is going to be talked about the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's not so, like they're not going to talk about Don Lemon, but they might. But they'll talk about him less because he's black and gay. So that is what. Uh, that's how that's not because go. he had less viewers. No, not that. <laughs> all right. Not that that's all super important to our libertarian podcast friends or anything, but that's just a little bit of news going out. I want to go through just a little bit more news that well, we found it, out about this it's weekend. Relevant to realize that you. You can't be too big to fail. It's true. Now, look, Tucker's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's going to do something like Megyn Kelly has done. He's going to have his own media company, or he'll go to Spotify exclusively like Joe Rogan or something. The dude's going to be fine. He was making around $35 million, I think, a year at Fox. That was one thing I found saying $35 million. Yeah, I'm sure mm-hmm. he's making 25 to 30 He'll probably make the same amount or more. Uh, going out on his own. So it's like, whatever. But, you know, when you work for someone else, they always hold the keys. And if they don't like something you say or do, well, then it's off with you. The other one, uh, Big Gus said it's getting called getting Huxley'd. Um, Aldous Huxley died the same day JFK got shot and no one noticed he died. Another good example is I believe, I might mess up the person, but I think Farrah Fawcett died the same day that Michael Jackson died. And just no one, just no one cared. It was all about Michael Jackson. And in this case, Tucker Carlson is Michael Jackson. Well, something ironically, like, not Don Lemon. <laughs> something like J6 happens, and then you forget about September 11th. Yep, yep, yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know? All right. Uh, it gets overshadowed. As uh, Tennesseans will complain, once again, the Tennessee House, they ended their session. They got a specific amount of time that they have their session. Will they get done? The, the gavel slams. And man, my computer actually bounced with that one. Uh, the governor has called a special session for people to come in. And, and why are they going to do that? Because they just have got to push through these red flag laws. It's what the people want, Charlie. Mm-hmm. We want common sense. Red flag laws to take away your, uh, I don't know, your right to due process to keep your Second Amendment. The whole thing is ridiculous. I, I once again, didn't vote for Bill Lee, and I never would ever again, even though I wouldn't have had the opportunity anyway. For some reason, I find myself disappointed. They had done a pretty good job portraying him as a very staunch I mean, advocate. July of 2021, not even two years ago, Tennessee became a constitutional carry state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there were, uh, he's a big proponent of the voucher system for school choice, which is a big deal. Um, it's better. It's not what we want, but it's better. Um, so things seem to be heading in a decent direction. Of course, he would never, you know, like legalize marijuana or anything like that because he is a 
Um, he's just an old school Republican. Um, yep. But at the same time, he seems to be malleable on what rights actually are. So oh. this is from ABC. Um, Republican governor to call special session in Tennessee to discuss gun reform. It, it's red flag laws. Yes. Don't see it as anything else. It doesn't matter what he says. All right. So Lee will call a special legislative session. It's an unusual step for a Republican. Just hours after lawmakers gaveled out of session, Lee said he'll be calling them back to, quote, pursue thoughtful, practical solutions to keep Tennesseans safe. Some PR person wrote that for him. Quote, there is a broad agreement that dangerous, unstable individuals who intend to harm themselves or others should not have access to weapons. Lee wrote in a statement. We've already, we, we spent a yes. while talking about this, I think two times last week, we talked about why red flag laws are a terrible idea. And in general, people can agree that dangerous, unstable individuals who have the intent to harm themselves or others should not have weapons. We can, it's not something that any, I don't think most people or anyone would really disagree with that. We that can sentiment. agree on that, like confirm, like the you know for is, sure. Right. The problem is who gets to decide the individuals who intend to harm? Who gets to inside who gets to decide intend? That's that's the bloody problem. Look at this. Tennesseans are asking us to set aside politics and personal pride. They are de depending on us to do the right thing. Governor Lee said on Wednesday, uh, which is a video that we played earlier in the week uh, as well, but asking us to set aside politics and personal pride and the Constitution of the United States of America. They are depending on us to do uh, what they deem to be the right thing because they're scared and they just want someone to make them feel safe. I just wanted to go ahead and finish out his quote because mm -hmm. uh, it, it seems though seems as though maybe ABC cut out some of it, I guess. Yes. We don't actually have to go through this whole thing if you don't want to. Yeah, but, that's good. Good enough yeah, for me there. We, we know that's... So that's what's going on here in Tennessee right now. Uh, definitely more to come on this as they... And not only that, he's kowtowing to the Tennessee Three, mm -hmm. the, the, the mm -hmm. national media, the small group of people who are protesting. The children out there throwing a fit. Yes. That's what bothers me the most. Ugh. Yeah, you just, you, you can't give in to these people at all. All I gotta do Stand is throw your a ground. fit. Hold! Okay. Let's uh let's talk about this Ray Epps thing. So Ray Epps speaking out on 60 minutes. 60 this is a weird thing where a guy like Ray Epps who literally is on video telling people that they have to go into the Capitol. Uh all the things that we've seen on video, we'll play a clip from it. There's a 7-minute clip. We'll skip around in there. And the left has decided that this guy is a victim. Because people have been really mean to him and they all think he's a Fed. And so it's up to 60 minutes to disprove the idea that Ray Epps is a Fed. And it, it's just, they don't understand. All his charges were dropped. Yeah, they don't. That's the thing. Like, they're not even, so many people already went to prison. They were held and, and went to prison for this, for doing the same things that Ray Epps did. And then you've literally got text messages from him saying that he orchestrated it. You've got video of him telling people to go into the Capitol. And they've decided somehow that this guy is a major victim of January 6th. And since when do we find people who are involved with J6 
one of the three worst days in our country's history that we can think of immediately off the top of our heads. And you decide that this guy now gets victimhood status. How does he reach that victimhood status? He was still there. We saw the video. I guess because he's apologetic about it now. I'm not really sure. Let's just play a little bit of it and, well, and they have see to what we prove want. Prove that he's not a Fed. True. For millions of consumers of conservative news, Ray Epps is a notorious villain, a provocateur responsible for turning peaceful protests on January 6th into a violent assault on the U.S. Capitol. The irony is that Epps was a passionate supporter of President Trump, who went to Washington to protest the 2020 election. But his often contradictory behavior that day spawned a full-fledged conspiracy theory, casting him as a government agent who incited an insurrection. Today, Epps is in hiding after death threats forced him to sell his home. So who is Ray Epps? Tonight, you'll... Now, I want to I remind everyone that we already know that the FBI basically orchestrated the plot to kidnap Karen Whitmer. Up there in uh, up there in Michigan, we know that the we know that there were agents that had infiltrated the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, and that were there on January sixth. But somehow, people floating this idea that Ray Epps might was working fed. with the Feds or might be a Fed is this crazy, unhinged, lunatic conspiracy theory. When he's on video and on text message because he wasn't using Converso. And he's, on, he's, use, he's got text messages literally saying he orchestrated it and telling people to go into the building, and he didn't get charged with anything, never had to go to prison. He trespassed just like other people did too. There was even video that came out of him assaulting uh, one of the officers as well. And, and nothing happened. And but noticed, the idea is, is a crazy conspiracy theory. And the host, you noticed the host was like, in all irony, he was just a simple man yeah. who supported Trump and was there to protest. And even though he said contradictory statements, and even though he had contradictory behavior, this man is just a, a just a simple man. You know, he tries to paint this picture. It's all gaslighting, by the way. And this actually makes him look more guilty. It does. This solidifies the idea because that he's a fed. Look, when someone when someone's not lying, here's an easy tell for you. Okay. They don't care if you say, hey, did you go to the store and you didn't go to the store? You'd be like, nope, I didn't. You don't have to defend. You don't have to defend yourself because it's <clears> the <throat> truth. When someone is lying, they go to the greatest links on earth that you could possibly find to defend the lie. They will do oh, yeah. anything mm -hmm. from the government and the man himself. As soon as President Trump is finished speaking, we are going to the Capitol. It's that direction. At six foot four in his desert camouflage, bright red Trump hat and military style backpack, Ray Epps stood out from the crowd on January 6th. That's him running toward the U.S. Capitol alongside the vanguard of rioters who first attacked. And there's a police officer right in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then what would be interesting to know is if all of the other people in that video uh, got arrested. <laughs> and he yeah. didn't. <laughs> but I, I'm not saying they did. Attacked and overran police. Let's go! What do you think when you see this now? It brings back some bad memories. 
it's hard to see our capital under attack. It's been more than two years since the storming of the Capitol, but Ray and his wife Robin told us they relive January 6th every day of their lives. You know, some people have said, well, just let it go and let it die down. It doesn't. What they don't understand is it doesn't. What exactly was the role of Ray Epps in the chaos of January 6th? The theory Epps, a former member of the Oath Keepers, was an FBI informant who incited the crowd on January 6th, bubbled up from a right-wing news site called Revolver News, run by a former Trump speechwriter. He's the smoking gun of the entire Fedsurrection. And landed on Fox News primetime. According to a new investigation from Revolver, Epps may have led the breach team that first entered the Capitol on January 6th. The convoluted conspiracy theory made its way to Capitol Hill. It's not the Proud Boys who engage in the initial breach. It's Ray Epps at that precise moment. How did Ray Epps know that there were going to be pipe bombs? Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? That question has animated Fox News host Tucker Carlson for nearly two years. Ray Epps? He's on video several times encouraging crimes, riots, breaches of the Capitol. Carlson has focused on Epps more than 20 times on his top-rated show, a half-dozen times so far this year. He's obsessed with me. He's going to any means possible to destroy my life and our lives. Why? To shift blame on somebody else. If you look at it, Fox News, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ted Cruz, Gates, they're all telling us before this thing that it was stolen. So you tell me, who has more impact on people, them or me? Epps, once a loyal... All right. So Tucker Carlson is focusing on Epps to shift blame from himself and MTG and all of that. Now that is being stated by a person who went to the Capitol wearing an assault backpack and a red hat and <laughs> told people to go backpack. into the Capitol. That wasn't me. Someone else said that earlier in the group. I mean, it was really funny. Uh, yeah. Really funny comment. I don't yeah. remember who it was that said it though. Councilman. Yep. Councilman. You have said assault backpack. Yeah. <laughs> so, so funny. So he's actually doing a little bit of blame shifting there, of course. Well, from- so he just, so this is another thing they do. They actually admit they're false, but they, they place it on you. Yeah. So he said, oh, blame shifting. Well, that's actually what he's doing because he's the one caught on camera actually doing the thing. A lot of cameras. It's, this is so wild. It's, this, it's so wild. So yeah, we had concerns. I, I wanted to be there. I wanted to witness this with my own eyes. Epps went to Washington with his 36-year-old son and almost immediately stepped into trouble. The conspiracy theory starts here. He stepped into trouble. This is Ray Epps, the victim, who they showed a picture of him out sightseeing with his 36-year-old son. And then he just happened. You know, it's always about the people that you hang out with. And he got into the wrong crowds. He made some bad decisions. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then they finally got him to do stuff like this. The night of January 5th. On the streets of D.C., tensions were running high at a pro-Trump rally, being live-streamed on the Internet. The Marine veteran tried to take charge. I'm going to put it out there. 
out there and probably going to go to jail for tomorrow. We need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. To summon the crowd, Epps seemed so over the top, he must have been a government agent, a Fed sent to entrap them. When you said... Now, keep in mind, it's the people in the crowd that are the problem in this 60 Minutes story. Of course. Not Ray Epps, who's saying to go into the Capitol. It's these crazy conspiracy theories responding to someone to tell them that they need to go into the Capitol that are the problem in the story. I can't believe that they, <laughs> that they actually aired this. This is so bizarre. Now, and by the way, if you notice the way he that he said that, he emphasized inside. Yeah. He said, tomorrow we need to go inside the Capitol. I like how the guy was like, what? They're like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> fed, fed, All fed. Right. Now, when you search Ray Epps 60 Minutes... You get all these news stories talking about how, I mean, zero evidence that Ray Epps was a federal agent. Uh, Jan 6 protester Ray Epps says he relives the Capitol riot every day. Uh, Object of January 6th conspiracy theory, Ray Epps says, and so they're all talking about the 60 minutes. And you go through and it's just all about that stuff. Now, weirdly enough, recently, uh, about almost a month ago, Marjorie Taylor Greene was on 60 Minutes. And this was a threat to our democracy, by the way, when MTG was on 60 Minutes. So they got MTG fact-checked. 60 Minutes draws criticism for MTG interview. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's 60 Minutes interview was an utter travesty. Uh, All these, I mean, these are just the top news results here. MTG 60 Minutes interview sparked social media outrage. CBS faces backlash over 60 Minutes interview with Marjorie Taylor Greene. But none of that stuff with how they have just victimized this January. You know how much we are supposed to hate these J6 insurrectionists? But this guy, like the guy who we have video telling people to go into the Capitol is the victim out of the whole story. The guy who led the charge. But he's not a Fed. He's definitely not a Fed, Charlie. We know that, okay? Mm -hmm. I find that to be more than just a little bit annoying. And listen, I'm not... What they should have asked him was whether or not he felt like God loved him. And that would have been the true test, I guess, because he would have had to say, well, I've been to GodHatesFeds.com, and so that's really the only link I can give you guys uh, to go check and see. Uh, So you guys can also go to GodHatesFeds.com. You can use the promo code EPS to get 10% off. By the way, uh, the Waco promo code is over right now, but the EPS promo code is still out there uh, for 10% off at GodHatesFeds.com. Go do it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, we're always growing and changing, so getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process. One thing I learned is self-awareness. I learned how to understand situations from different points of view. Over time, we learn what our personal boundaries are and what we need to find meaning and happiness in our lives. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I've used a therapy. It can be very beneficial. My life has gotten immensely better since trying it. 
And Charlie does it too. In fact, he's been a BetterHelp customer for years. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. Let's move on to the next thing. I want to I want to set the table. That's, I feel like I could just have Dave Chappelle running in my mind where he's like, this guy is clearly <laughs> lying. <True. laughs> All right. I want to set the table for everyone uh, as this news story came out. Why is the, the Twitter video player is okay, having so some issues today. Tweet Musk Hill. about it. President yeah. Trump, Nobody. we're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of race. President and Trump, and you've I have just... to respond to that. Please, because look, very there are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly what, is this that's where you're exactly going? what This is going. where he's going. The laptop that, right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Russia? I want to stay on the issue of race. You okay. <laughs> Actually, that is a great representation of the world today because they're trying to talk about this story. And then the news person's like, guys, I... I want to stay on the issue of race. <laughs> okay. Can we please just talk about racism? No, that was that was inside of that question, and Trump started attacking them about the uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story. So I want to I wanted to help set the table and get your minds right on where we were at this time uh, in the third week of October. This from the Hill, the third week of October, uh, twenty twenty, year of our Lord twenty twenty, right before the election. 50 former intelligence officials warn New York Post New York Post story sounds like Russian disinformation. Then we got one from Politico. By the way, you notice how they set all this up? Like they the narrative was there for them to play off of. Mm -hmm. They literally did a four-year investigation into Trump. It was all a Russian, it was all a hoax. They couldn't prove anything. They impeached the guy. And now <clears throat> When some when a when dirt was found on Biden, it was so easy for them to be like, "Oh, this has got to be Russian disinformation." Yeah. You guys don't want to support Russian Russian disinformation, yeah. do you? That's how we got Trump in the first place. Mm -hmm. And Politico runs a story. Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo. Dozens of former intel officials say so. They go through in this article. More than fifty former senior intelligence officials have signed on to a letter outlining their belief that the recent disclosure of emails allegedly belonging to Joe Biden's son has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. And look, guys, you have to trust the experts. You have to. How could you not? You got to trust the experts. While the letter signatories presented no new evidence, they said their national security experience had made them deeply suspicious that the Russian government played a significant role in this case and cited several elements of the story that suggested the Kremlin's hand at work. They say, Now, this, of course, isn't a conspiracy. Thing. No. Yeah. If we are if we are right, they added, this is Russia trying to influence how Americans vote in this election. And we believe strongly that Americans <laughs> need to be aware of this. Now, this is an especially sinister gaslighting manipulative attack that they are using right here. They actually say that this is Russia trying to influence America's vote in the election and that Americans need to be aware of this. 
what was actually happening. This was them trying to influence how Americans voted in the election and to keep Americans unaware it was, of the things that were in the laptop. It was domestic disinformation. Yes. <laughs> Nick Shapiro, a former top aide under the CIA director John Brennan, pr provided Politico with the letter on Monday. He noted that, quote, the uh, intelligence community leaders who have signed this letter worked for the past four presidents, including Trump. The real power here, however, is the number of former working level IC officers who want the American people to know that once again, the Russians are interfering. Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe said on Monday that the information on Biden's laptop is not part of some Russian disinformation campaign, uh, though the FBI is reportedly conducting an ongoing investigation into whether Russia was involved. Now, at this point, they say the FBI is conducting an investigation into whether or not Russia was involved. The FBI had already had this laptop for some time before this. It was, in fact, given to the FBI first, and then the FBI never did anything with it. So the guy ended up going to uh, the Post about it, or he went to Rudy G Giuliani about it, who ended up going to the Post uh, about it. So this was heavily in the works, and in fact, this has now come out in an official hearing uh, that this was drummed up just to discredit the laptop story in order to help Biden. Okay? Jesus. So, uh, Charlie, if you want to do some of this yep. Fox News article. This is from uh, Fox News, the worst news organization out there, mm -hmm. I know, but this is what they say. A former CIA official testified that then-Biden campaign senior advisor, now Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, played a role in the inception of the public statement signed by current and past intelligence officials that claimed the Hunter Biden laptop was part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Former CIA Deputy Director Michael Morrell, or Morrell, Morell, maybe. Morell. I don't know. Testified before the House Judiciary and Intelligence Communities that revealed that Blinken was the impetus of the public statement signed in October of 2020 that implied the laptop belonging to Hunter Biden was disinformation. In October 2020, weeks before the presidential election, dozens of ex-national security officials signed on to a letter claiming that it has all the earmarks, classic earmarks, of the Kremlin. Former officials included former Obama CIA director John Brennan, former Obama DNI James Clapper, anything that guy signs <laughs> should immediately be tossed out. Mm -hmm. Former CIA director, then Defense Secretary Leon Panetta, among others. Lawmakers said that based on morals or morels. Weird, there's two R's up here. And then that and one only has one, R one right there. Uh, that's Fox News for you, you know. More L's. Yeah. We need we need more R's, not more L's. Based on that testimony, it is apparent that the Biden campaign played an active role in the origins of the public statement, which had the effect of helping to suppress the Hunter Biden story and preventing American citizens from making a fully informed decision during the 2020 presidential election. Now, I I feel like we're just kind of breezing past this of the as if this is just kind of Oh, here's a story from Fox News. No, we started with now President Biden's uh, remarks during the presidential debate when the laptop story was brought up during the debate. And what does he go back to as a defense? Well, all these 50... His idea! These, these 50 IC 
members uh, said that this is Russian disinformation, even including former heads of the CIA and everyone. That's what they're saying, is that this is Russian disinformation. Mm -hmm. And who is it that triggered this paper? The the Biden campaign. Mm. With, With the help, obviously, of people in the intelligence community. They added this concerted effort to minimize and suppress public uh, dissemination of of the serious allegations about the Biden family was a grave disservice to all American citizens informed participation in our democracy. Now, again, the the blame shifting, the gaslighting and all the stuff that they do, Republicans are against democracy, MAGA people are against democracy, they're right-wing terrorists, all the while... They're the ones who are actually manipulating the democratic process. Why do you think I started with Ray Epps before this, Charles? <sighs> because that was an attack on our democracy. Jordan Turner notified Anthony Blinken that they had uh, that they conducted a transcribed interview with Morell, who signed on to the letter. Morell testified testified that on or around October seventeenth, twenty twenty, uh, you reached out to him to discuss the Hunter Biden laptop story. Lincoln, at the time, was a senior advisor to the Biden campaign. Now Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be outed, though, right? I don't know. I think I saw some sure. flash that he was outed. Morell testified that the Biden campaign, quote, helped to strategize about the public release of the statement. Morell further explained that one of his two goals in releasing the statement was to help then-Vice President Joe Biden in the debate and to assist him in winning the election. Now, this is the actual transcript of, the, of this uh, from the... The uh, Judiciary Committee, which committee is it that does this? I can't remember which one it is. Um, there were two intents. Here's the answer. There were two intents. One intent was to share a concern with the American people that Russians were playing on this issue. And two, it was to help Vice President Biden. Uh, Jim Jordan says, you wanted to help the Vice President. Why? Uh, Morell says, because I wanted him to win the election. Jordan says, you wanted him to win. That's why. And Morell, who... Uh, was actually acting director of the CIA for quite some time, says, yes, I did. I wanted Biden to win the election. Yep. This is so crazy. That you, you've got actual evidence of legit election meddling, campaign meddling from the intelligence community. By our own intelligence community. And they have successfully... By our social media, by Twitter, by Facebook... By the the national media, the only one talking about it may, that it might be credible was Fox News. Yeah, they have successfully turns turned out, this way, around. By the way, was, on everyone, Charlie, it was all credible. It's everyone but them. It's Russia. It's Tucker Carlson. It's everyone who is talking about this. That is the problem. Mm-hmm. It's not legitimate what they literally did during the election. And there have been polls conducted, and I know I don't know how accurate they are. That the people knowing that this laptop was a legit story and a real thing, that that could have actually changed the outcome of the election. Now, here's the question. When people, people can make mistakes, right? And when something happens, the truth gets out. You know, do you take accountability? And you're like, I'm really sorry. We did do that. That shouldn't have happened. You know, you could say that I, I might have meddled in the election. I was doing anything I could to win. And this story was going to be really damaging to my reputation. And it's really about my son, you know, and, and I take accountability for that. And we need to do better as Americans. You think that, that, that that's going to happen? No. No, that's, that's not it. No, here's what happened. The White House Friday fired back at congressional Republicans for investigating the matter. 
This is your fault for looking into it. You sh- <laughs> You're cheating on me. You shouldn't have looked at my phone. <laughs> Why'd you look at my phone? Quote, instead of working with President Biden on the issues that matter most to the American people, this is what the White House said, like lowering costs or tackling gun violence, House Republicans are weaponizing their power <laughs> to go after their political opponents and relitigate the 2020 election with misleading claims. In, invest- after we spent four years investigating Donald Trump as a Putin plant. In American that politics. was not weaponization. That wasn't rather rather than working with President Trump, you know, to mm-hmm. actually uh, you know tackle these problems, tackle problems to foster policies, whatever. Yeah, but no, they didn't do that. They were fighting for the American people. You actually looking into and uncovering the fact that the entire intelligence community, or or at least all of these people that signed on, were essentially just doing it to help Biden win the election. That is you weaponizing your power. That's all it is. Your legit investigative power that you have. Also, they add on to this, quote, this is all happening as they move ahead on a dangerous plan to push America into default and an economic crisis. Look over here. This is the problem. Well, but also just in case there is an economic crisis underneath Biden, it's they. Yeah, of course. Of course, it's the Republicans' fault. So the White House spokesperson, Sams, added, quote, the American people see these House GOP attacks for what they are, political stunts intended to hurt President Biden and House Republicans who would be wise to instead focus on doing their job, raising the debt ceiling to avoid an economic catastrophe and working together with the president to make actual progress on important issues. They basically said, I don't see how this is relevant. Let's talk about something that's more important. President Biden made his own decisions and choices that he should be held accountable for. It's not the investigation's fault. It's not people looking into its fault. It's not people asking questions. It's none, none of that is the actual fault. It's the decisions that were made by placing your son in an area that you had influence and funneling money back to yourself more than likely. Now, it hasn't been completely proven, but that's what the circumstantial evidence seems to point to, especially when you look at what was actually found on Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah. Um, These are the people that are going to save our democracy, Charlie. These are the ones that we've trusted to, to keep us all afloat right now. They care the most about the democratic process even though they were all working together to discredit actual information that was coming out before a democratic process was going to take place. And speaking of the rounded out, uh, the DNC has said that there will be no primary debates. Now, this is not out of the ordinary. The RNC did the same thing in 2020. There, there were people that tried to primary Trump. It's not like they had Trump go up and do Republican primaries. Right? They, they, they got the person that they're backing. But then again, the Democrats are the ones that are always pushing this whole Galdern democracy thing all the time. And now they're just going to say even they've got two legit contenders, I would say, in Marion Williamson. I know legit, that's subjective, of course, uh, but they, they're polling okay. Uh, Marion Williamson and RFK Jr., and they're just not going to have any primaries. Now, of course, they would never do that because it would make Anytime Biden has to get up and talk, it makes him look worse. And if he has to get up there and talk with other people who are Democrats, 
that are throwing their name in the ring to run for president, that is like the, the worst thing that could possibly happen for him. It would only damage him when it comes to the general election. So now they've said that they will not be doing any primary debates. All, all the while, all the, by the way, I was going to say Nina Turner. She's been good on this so far. Nina, call you out when you're doing something good. She says the DNC refusing to hold a single primary debate is undemocratic and robs the voters of choice. No one who feels confident in their record and or ideas would hesitate to stand on them. The DNC should hold debates. This is supposed to be a democratic process. I, I think she's right about that. I think eventually the people's eyes will, be, will open. Yeah. It ha- they have to. Eventually they're going to be chugging along and all of a sudden it's going to happen. They're going to be like, what? Okay, we've gone too far. Yeah. I was with you up until this, you know? And this is from an AP NORC poll conducted April 13th to the 17th. Overall, uh, let's see. Would you like to see each of the following individuals run for president? This is the answer for Joe Biden. Overall on the poll, 26% say yes, they would like to see Biden run for president. 73% said no. Among Democrats, 47% of them say that they want Joe Biden to run for president. 52% of them said no. And they will not be having primaries. Among independents, only 14% of them said yes, they would like to see Joe Biden run for president. That is a bad... 6% said no. That is a bad, scary number right there. Now, this all hinges on who gets put up against Biden because Biden is wildly unpopular, okay? I will say it again, even with these numbers, we're only 14% went on the run and less than half of Democrats went on the run. 26% overall went him the run. If he runs against Trump, Biden will be the president until the day he dies, <laughs> okay? Uh, that's, that's how this is going to play out. He will win. If they run him, if someone else goes up against him, maybe the Santas, uh, I think that person can pull it off because Biden is wildly unpopular. So this, I, you know, Republicans are really bothering me right now because this cult around Trump is so self-destructive. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're libertarians. What does it matter? They're both going to suck anyway. Okay. We know that. Yeah. Uh, we can agree that Biden's worse, right? Yes. On, on many things, okay? Now it's now even worse on, on war. It used to be the Republicans that were worse on that stuff, and we don't have that anymore. So you got World War III and economic catastrophe and the fact that he's just not here anymore. Well, Biden was, you know, he's, he's a Clinton, you know? It's the same thing. Yeah. They're big warmongering people. They're getting paid by the same folks. I mean, come on. But is this really about... Our democracy, Charlie, or is that just something that they say it's to try just, and make people feel good and to try and vote a certain way? Do they really care about that? No. No, it's just something they say. Of course, it's just something they say. That's all we got for they the day. Give, that was the end of it. They don't give two shits <laughs> about it. Sounds like my grandma. All right. Well, anymore. They don't care. It is. That's right, Bailey. It's all about that money. It's all about the defense contractors right now. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Okay. Let's get out of here. And you can tell. I mean, and you can tell by how Nate laid out the show. Great job, by the way, laying all that. This show was supposed to be about our democracy. Yeah, of laying and, all of that out. 
So we started with Ray Epps and Jan 6, and this was the push because Republicans want to destroy our democracy. And so that was the big, the big danger from Jan 6. And so if you want to protect our democracy from stuff like Jan 6, then you want to vote for Democrats, even though they're victimizing the guy who, who says that he organized it. And then second, our democracy is being protected by people who knowingly misled the American people and got the intelligence community to come out there and lie about something so the truth would not actually come out to the voters before the voting process took place. And then they're not even going to allow the other contenders for this position uh, to have their say, have their moment to debate so they can make a choice about who the best person is so the people can make a choice about who they actually want the nominee to be. they don't actually care about democracy. Because they don't care. All right, y'all, if you enjoyed today's show, please share it with a friend, a family member, and the Bidens. <laughs> they need this message now more than ever. Mm-hmm. And the children. You now the children need to learn the difference between the truth and uh, gaslighting manipulation. And <laughs> so uh, stick to the truth. The truth shall set you free. Uh, therefore, thou art free. Go to GodHatesFeds.com. If you hate the feds like we do, and just like God does. (laughs) (laughs) Just really hammer that one home. Definitely. Godhatesfeds.com. Get yourself a t-shirt. There's no debate. There's a link to the Fed Haters Club. So if you want to be a part of that, where we just don't like what the government does. We're not talking about people. We're talking about feds here. Yeah. Okay? There's a difference between feds and people. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay? GodHatesFeds.com or join gmail.com. Be part of the live group, the Fed Haters Club. Come hang out with us. Send us messages. You get you get additional access to us. And then uh, you can even text us. Uh, anyone can do that, though. Got another down. text last night from someone saying, hey, I listen to you guys all the time. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's too bad Charlie's still on the show and all that. And uh, <laughs> no, that's not what they said, but... But if you download the Converso app, just look at the link in our show notes. Download the Converso app for true privacy. Text Nate at 555-184-3042. That's 555-184-3042. Go download the app. Keep your conversations private. The only true privacy app that has end-to-end encryption and doesn't store any information on any server anywhere and never will. That's the Converso app. Go check it out. If you do all those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.